We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast for Thursday, June the 2nd. I'm your host, James Seltzer, and I'm here with my co host, Benny Ricciardi. Benny, what's going on, brother? Not too much. Just uh, looking over the slate we have for Thursday. If you're playing the late slate today, it's kind of ugly for pitching. So I think it's going to be more of a GPP day for me. There's some pitching in the early slate if you're playing like the all day stuff. But if you're sticking strictly to the seven o'clock slate, it is it is rough on the mound today. I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. When uh, when Carlos Carrasco is like easily the highest priced pitcher and he hasn't pitched in over a month. Uh, you know, it's usually a, a lot of risk out there today. But, Benny, that's what we're here for. We're going to try and help everyone figure out maybe what starters to take a risk on and more likely how to take advantage of the offense today against those crappy starters. So let's run down the quick slate, and then we'll jump right in. 12 games today. As we said, only three of them are day games. 12-10 start in Atlanta. Aaron Blair right-hander for the Braves, hosting Madison Bumgartner. Bumgartner, the uh, clearest ace on the board today. Uh, 2-10 start in Houston is Zach Greinke and the Arizona Diamondbacks heading to town to take on Dallas Keuchel and the Houston Astros. That's a matchup that would have looked a lot better last year. Um, uh, 2-20 start in Chicago. The Cubs host the Dodgers. Julio Urias, or Urias, I'm not sure which one it is, but he is a uh, 
He's back on the hill after a brief uh, return to the minors. Um, then Kyle Hendricks uh, dealing for the Cubs. Then we go to the night slate, 7.05 start in Baltimore. Uh, Boston heads into town. Rick Portello against Ubaldo Jimenez. Righty, righty battle there. Another righty, righty battle at 7.05 in Philly is Jared Eikhoff and the Phil's host Chase Anderson and the Brewers. Then we go to the aforementioned Carlos Carrasco as the Cleveland Indians host your Donovan Chur and the Royals at 7.10. Uh, last 7.10 starts to Juan Nicasio and the Pittsburgh Pirates heading into town to take on lefty Wei-Yin Chen and the Marlins. Then we get a 7.40 start out in Detroit as Benny's Yankees and Michael Pineda heading to take on the lefty Matt Boyd recently called back up. Uh, and then we uh, head to Minnesota, 8-10 start in Minnesota as Matt Moore and the Tampa Bay Rays heading to town to take on Kyle Gibson, lefty-righty there. And then we head to Colorado as Coors Field is, uh, is rocking again, 8-40 start. Alfredo Simon pitching for the Reds, taking on Eddie Butler and the Rockies. And then we round out the night at 9-10. Wade Miley, the lefty, and his Seattle Mariners heading to town to take on the righty Colin Ray and the Padres. All right, Benny, let's <clears throat> excuse me. Let's just jump right in there. 12-10 start in Atlanta. Madison Bumgartner against Aaron Blair. Bumgartner at twelve thousand, the highest priced pitcher on the board, but you know, also facing those Braves. I'm guessing you got if you were doing cash games or an all all day slate or a day slate, Bumgartner's gotta be the guy, right? Yeah, I mean if you're playing an early slate or if you're playing all day um cash games, I, I think it's easily Bumgartner. He is by far the safest pitcher on the mound. Really good matchup for him. You know, there's a, a very left handed Atlanta lineup that he's going up against and you know he's very solid against left-handed bats righties hit him a little bit better but still not great there are no great righties on Atlanta I mean Bumgarner if you're playing any slate that starts early is the clear number one option on the board today I also like a couple of these bats on uh on San Francisco I think you can look at any of the lefties that are in the lineup so if the Nard spans back in there or, or Gregor Blanco whoever's leading off uh, a guy like Joe Panic, I like a lot. Brandon Belt, I think, is in a good spot. Crawford's a decent, uh, you know, cheap option at shortstop. Um, Jared Parker down there at the bottom of the order, if you're trying to differentiate yourself in, like, an early-only kind of game. Uh, he's a guy that's got good power. I really like his swing. So there's a lot of guys on this team. I mean, even Posey and Pence, you know, the righties that are in there. You know, I, I like the San Francisco team a lot. I think they're going to put up some runs and it'll be one of the, you know, better offenses on the early slate. Yeah, totally agree. Belt, uh, especially like a lot. Aaron Blair has been real bad against left-handed hitters. 408 Woba allowed. So totally agree with what you said there and agree that Bumgarner, even at 12,000, especially with how the rest of the board shakes out, probably a, a risk worth taking in a lot of cases if you're playing that day slate at all. All right, Benny, 2-10 start out in Houston is uh, what would have last year looked like about as good a pitching matchup as you could get, a little less good this year. Uh, though Zach Greinke and the Diamondbacks have seemed to turn it around a little bit lately. Dallas Keuchel pitching for the Astros has really struggled this year compared to his uh, young campaign last year, Benny. Yeah, these are these are two pitchers that – um. You know, it's tough for me to really gauge them because they're both good pitchers. I think, I mean, both of these guys have proven it in the past, but right now, neither one of them's been all that great. You know, Granke's been a little bit better recently. He's a lot better this year away from Arizona, which is a, you know, very good hitter's park. But I mean, Houston's a good hitter's park, too. I like Granke more than I like Keuchel here because I don't really like this Astros lineup against right-handed pitching. You know, Altuve's much better against lefties. Springer struggles a little bit with righties. Correa has been horrible lately, even though he had a good game yesterday, finally, to, to break out of it. He's been in a little bit of a slump. 
you know, and then you look at those left-handed bats that they have to go against Granky, guys like Rasmus, Valbuena, Castro. You know, nothing there really excites me all that much. And then, like you said, Keiko's just been really, really bad. So, you know, Goldschmidt's a guy that kills left-handed pitching. He should be in a good spot. Wellington Castillo as a, you know, cheapish catcher option. I think he's like 2600 over there. Smashes left-handed pitching, so he's another guy you can look at. You know, I, I'm not really looking to go crazy here. I think this is a pretty low total game for a game that's being played in Houston. So that gives me a little bit of pause about stacking up or using a lot of bats here. Yeah, I feel very similarly. I do like Granke. Um, Houston has struck out more than any other team in baseball. You like that strikeout upside when you're playing in FanDuel. Uh, and Granke has looked better, at least. Uh, last outing uh, wasn't what you were hoping for against the Padres, but 17.4% K to walk percentage over his last six starts. He's definitely had the control, had the strikeout. So you figure he's got a good chance against a team like Houston that strikes out that much. 313 will be against righties, so I like that call. And uh, the Casillo call as well. He's killed left-handed pitching. 426 Woba, 380 ISO. So like that call as well. All right, Benny, let's move on the last of the day slate. 220 start out in Chicago as the Los Angeles Dodgers and Julio Urias, or is it Urias, taking on uh, Kyle Hendricks and the Cubs. What do you think about this one, Benny? I, th- I think it's going to be another tough outing for the rookie. I know this kid's supposed to be a huge prospect in the future, and he's like 19 years old, and he's the next big thing. But, you know, this Cubs offense is, is really, really good from top to bottom. You know, guys like Dexter Fowler I like, guys like Chris Bryant. Um, you know, Rizzo's been struggling a little bit, but he even hits well in lefty-on-lefty matchups. Ben Zobritz hits left-handed pitching very well. So there's a lot of bats that are going to make it a tough day for this kid. Um, I do actually like Kyle Hendricks a little bit. He's actually been solid this year. On, on a couple sites today, his price is a little bit cheap. You know, only 8.3 here on DraftKings today. I mean, on FanDuel today. That's not too overly expensive. I think that's, you know, pretty easy for them to fit into uh, to fit into a lineup and still be able to get some bats. You know, you look at that Dodgers team, not really a lot of guys that are scaring you are hitting all that well right now. You know, Chase Utley only hits against the Mets after they throw at him. Uh, you know, Seager's been okay. Adrian Gonzalez hasn't been doing much. You know, Jack Peterson has a little bit of upside. But, you know, like I said, I kind of like Hendricks more than I like any of these Dodgers bats. And I do like a lot of the bats on the Cubs side. I think you can stack them up against uh, the rookie today, who I think is going to get a, a pretty rude welcome to the MLB moment. Yeah, well, he already had that rude moment, right, against the Mets. So I feel similarly, but at the same time, when we talk about looking at this slate and the lack of, you know, people you can count on, you know, for 6,700, maybe you get six innings and 10Ks from this kid. I don't think you will, but I mean, like, that's his upside, even against the Cubs. So on such a risky day, I could maybe see taking a flyer on him, but... Uh, I'm with you. The far more likely scenario is that the Cubs get to him like the Mets did, uh, especially if you're if you're playing a cash game. I think it's clear that you avoid. All right, Betty, let's uh, let's get to that night slate, the main slate, seven oh five start in Baltimore as the Red Sox head into town. Rick Porcello taking on you, Baldo Jimenez, battle righties here, Benny. Uh, you, you stacking some socks? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can afford to, I think you have to. You know. Uh, Ubaldo's a guy who right-handed bats have a higher average against him. He's a guy that gives up a high home run rate. You know, looking at guys like Mookie Betts is 7 of 15 against him lifetime and has five home runs in the last two days. So, 
you know, he's somebody that I think will be popular today. Xander Bogart, 6 of 15 against Ubaldo. Those are good numbers. Pedroia's 10 of 26 against them. You know, the thing you want to do is look at the righties. The righties are the ones that have hit him pretty well. You know, David Ortiz, who's their big left-handed bat that normally kills right-handed pitching, is only 2 of 20 lifetime against Ubaldo Jimenez. So Jimenez is a guy who has reverse splits, and it's, you know, something that he's had for a couple years. So it's uh, it's pretty pronounced. And I think you really want to look at the right-handed bats and then on the other side, I mean, Porcello's been very good in 2016. He is a guy that's normally pretty even to right and left-handed bats. It's not like one of them smashes him and the other one he's lights out to. You know, they both do decently against him, although he's been very good this year. I think guys like uh, Chris Davis, Manny Machado, maybe even a guy like Trumbo who has some of that home run upside. I mean, there's a 9.5 total in this game, and it's not all on the Red Sox side. You know, they're, they're expecting 4.5 runs out of Baltimore here, too. You know, last night's game, I, I forget how many runs. I know they, they between the two teams, they scored over 20. So I do think you want to look at bats here. I think both sides of this game you're going to get some scoring from. Yeah, um, uh, they scored uh, 13 to 9 was the score last night. So, yes, 22 runs total. Uh, I'm with you uh, across the board. I'm starting pretty much every hitter that I can afford to fit in there. Pedroia at 3,900 has just been raking. And, and Betts, you know, the fact that Betts isn't the most expensive outfielder on the board, I think makes him a value still, considering the matchup and considering the fact this dude's knocked five balls out of the park in the last two days. Totally agree, Benny. All right, 705 star in Philadelphia is the might have a little bit less offense in this one as the Brewers head into town. Chase Anderson against Jared Eikhoff. Any sneaky pitching value there, or are you kind of staying away? Well, here's the deal. I mean, at 7K, I think Eikhoff's going to be one of the chalk pitchers on the slate because this slate is not very good for pitching. Uh, he's a guy that usually struggles with left-handed bats, and he's been pretty tough on righties. And most of this Milwaukee team is right-handed bats, so he actually profiles pretty well against them. I do like Jonathan Villar and Scooter Gannett a little bit, <clears throat> and the main reason for that is if you feel like everybody's going to be on Eikhoff, then they're probably not using bats against you know against him tonight. So I think you're going to get very low ownership on any of the left-handed bats on Milwaukee that you try to roll out, which, again, they don't have a lot of them. It's basically like Villar, Scooter, um, you know, maybe Heiss or Presley down at the bottom of the order. But I do think that these left-handed bats in a good hitter's park in Philly are, are in a pretty decent spot. But I also like Eikhoff. I think Eikhoff is going to have a pretty good game here. You know, he's going to be very chalky. I would use him in cash. I'd probably steer clear in tournaments because he is somebody that can get lit up. And I think that the ownership's going to be really high. And then if you look on the other side, I mean, Chase Anderson's actually had a couple pretty good starts recently. Uh, his problem is he has a... High batting average allowed to right-handed bats, so kind of a reverse splits guy the last couple years. And he has a high fly ball rate. So in a, in a ballpark like Philly where home runs tend to fly out, he could be somebody that gets tagged for some. I would look for the right-handed power. So maybe guys like Mikhail Franco or Tommy Joseph, um, maybe even like a Cameron Rupp would be you know some guys that I think you can use there. I like Franco and Joseph would probably be my two favorite plays, especially Joseph at min price. I think he's still... $2,000 on FanDuel. So if you're looking for a way to fit, um, you know, Bumgarner in, if you're playing an all-day slate, I like Tommy Joseph as your as your first baseman uh, punt option at 2K. I have nothing to add. I think you broke that down perfectly. 7-10 start in Cleveland as the Kansas City Royals head into town. You're Donovan Chura taking on the now back from the DL, Carlos Carrasco. What are you expecting out of Carrasco in this first start back? And, and are you willing to pay that price? 
Well, I'm not willing to pay the price. I do think he might be a tad rusty, although I don't think he's going to get lit up. But the thing that really has me off him is the coach already came out and said he's only throwing 90 pitches. So if I'm getting a guy who's only throwing 90 pitches, I can't pay top dollar for him because he's just not going to go deep into the game. If you get six out of him, I think you're going to be lucky here today. And six innings, maybe five or six Ks for a guy that you're paying 10K for, you know, it's not going to be enough to get it done here. So, you know, I and honestly, the Royals, even though you're looking at this order and you probably can't name anybody after, you know, maybe Kedry's Morales, they've been hitting well. Guys like Paolo Orlando, he's a good player. Um, you know, Cuthbert, Butera, Dyson, these guys, are, are they're getting timely hits. We talked about it yesterday. So I don't think this is a, a very easy lineup. The only bat I really like on KC is Eric Hosmer. He's been really hot lately. Uh, 396 Woba, 205 ISO since the start of last year for him. 5 of 17 lifetime against Carrasco with three extra base hits. So he would be the one bat that I'd be looking to target if I wanted to get some exposure here. And then on the other side, you know, Ventura's given up three or more runs in each of his last six games. Uh, five runs, six runs, four runs, and some of the other ones. You know, right-handed bats have been hitting him a little bit harder. I, I don't really see anybody I love on this Cleveland team, but I think Francisco Lindor is a guy I'd be willing to take, uh, you know, a flyer on. I also like uh, Carlos Santana a little bit for his home run upside, especially if he's leading off. I like when they lead him off because you know he's going to get those extra at-bats. Um, that's pretty much how I see it on the offensive side in this game. Yeah, I agree. I'd throw Jason Kipnis in there at 3,300. Always a, a decent upside play against a righty, even though Yordano hasn't been particularly you know, gr- bad against lefties. Still, uh, for 3,300, I think that's a, a decent play. All right, Benny, before we move on here, let me remind you that MLB season is in full swing, and that means that daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play, like anybody. Literally, my wife plays, my little brother plays, my my dog plays. I'm kidding, but she wants to. She gets real mad that she's not allowed. Join over 1 million other users who've already won money. It's never too late to join. Come play with me every day over at Fandle.com. Go to Fandle.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. And use my code RWPOD to sign up now. Again, that's RWPOD. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription for a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my code RWPOD. That's my promo code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget, use my code RWPOD. That's FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. FanDuel, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. All right, Benny, let's uh, let's round out this night slate here as we head to Miami for a 7-10 start. Juan Nicasio. I need to, I need, we haven't had Julius Chassin in here in a while, so I've had to have <laughs> some more fun with some other names there. Um, Juan Nicasio taking on Wei Yin Chen there. Yeah, I mean, Nicasio is a guy who's really tough on right-handed bats, so... Not looking for big games out of guys like Stanton and Ozuna and Prado. But left-handed bats have hit him pretty well. So maybe if Ichiro's still leading off, uh, Christian Yelich is back in the lineup, so he could be somebody. Maybe a Justin Bohr could have some upside at first base. I'm not really using Derek Dietrich today, and I'm one of the biggest Dietrich you know, lovers out there. 
but he's got a wrist injury and he hasn't looked right at the plate the last couple games. So I think the Marlins realize it too, because this is a guy that was leading off for them a week or two ago and hitting third, and now they're batting him like seventh or eighth in the order. So I think they even are trying to tell us that he's not 100%. So kind of keep Dietrich off your radar for the next couple of days until we see him start swinging the bat a little better. Yeah, I actually was watching the game last night when Dietrich got uh, hit with a fastball, and he, like, it was one of those situations where he just left immediately. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even a... Uh, uh, let's test it out. Let's have the trainer look at it. He just walked right off the field. So I would be shocked if he is in there today. So I, I think that's a, a good note to keep in mind. Uh, all right, Benny, let's uh, uh, slide on here. Uh, one more thing to add, though. I do agree. Um, I think you can uh, get some value out of those right-handed bats in Pittsburgh uh, for this matchup. Josh Harrison has killed left-handed bats. Um, excuse me, left-handed pitchers, as is Gong. Um, so I think there's some some decent plays there, especially for the price. I think uh, Harrison only thirty one hundred. Yeah, I I actually completely skipped over them, but yeah, I like the Pirates a lot today. You know, Kutch, Marte, uh, even Cervelli. I mean, they all hit left-handed pitching well. So you know, Wei Yin Chen's a guy that just never really gets lit up though. Like his, his bad start is like six innings, four runs. You know, like you can score a little bit on him, but. You know, he never really has that game where he gives up like eight to ten runs. Yeah, especially this year. He hasn't been as good as as last year, per se, but has still gotten it done. I guess, you know, 333 Wobo allowed to righties. You like to see that and has allowed all eight of his homers allowed this season to right-handed hitting. So so I think I agree. I think if you're going to take the risk, you kind of fly with one of those right-handed bats there. Yep. All right, Benny, let's move on. We've got a 740 start in Detroit as your New York Yankees and Michael Pineda heading to take on uh, the young lefty, Matt Boyd. Why is Michael Pineda still pitching, Benny? Can you help me with that? I mean, I really don't know because he's looked horrible right now. He's given up a, a 285 batting average to both left and right-handed batters since the start of 2015. So he's not getting anybody out. Uh, you really want to look at his splits against righties because most of this Detroit lineup is righty. 2016, he's given up a 298 batting average to righties with eight homers in 30 wow. innings. And last year, it was a 283 batting average with 12 home runs and in 84 innings. So, you know, this guy's basically given up a home run about every five to six innings right now to right-handed bats. And he's given up about a 290 batting average. So, you know, you look down this Detroit lineup, I mean, who don't you want to play? Miggy, you know, J.D. Martinez, Ian Kinsler. Uh, you know, Justin Upton, um, Nick Castellanos, I mean, you know, Victor Martinez. I think all these guys are in play against uh, Pineda. And you look at the total in this game, it's a nine. So it's one of the higher totals outside of Coors Field today. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of runs. And then even on the other side, you know, Matt Boyd going up against the Yankees. The Yankees haven't really hit left-handed pitching well, but they're still expecting, you know, four or five runs out of the Yankees in this game too. So maybe a guy like Starlin Castro who has hit lefties well in his career um, you know, Beltran's probably the best hitter they have right now against left-handed pitching from the right side. You know, I mean, A-Rod has great numbers against lefties, but he doesn't look like the same guy at this point in time. So, you know, I don't really know who to look at on the Yankees. I wouldn't use Boyd, and I'm definitely not using Pineda. But if I'm taking any bats here, I'm probably looking more at the Detroit guys. Yeah, I agree. Pile up against Pineda. That, that guy just stinks right now. Uh, but... Uh, one thing about Boyd, uh, granted, very small sample size, but has been torched by lefties actually so far in his career. So might be able to get a little reverse action. Uh, Gregorius actually has been 
terrific against left-handed hitting pitching this season, batting 340 against left-handers. Again, small sample size, but for 2,500, maybe you take a risk on a guy like Gregorius in that spot, especially against the young lefty and Boyd. All right, uh, three games left on the slate. We move past the 8 o'clock barrier here. 8-10 start in Minnesota as the Rays head into town. Lefty Matt Moore taking on righty Kyle Gibson. What do you think about this one, Benny? Yeah, I was hoping Matt Moore was going to be a little bit cheaper because he hasn't really been great this year. But I think he has a really good matchup here because the only bat that I'm ever really scared of on Minnesota against left-handed pitching is Miguel Sano, and he's on the 15-day DL right now. So I guess you're looking at, like, Trevor Plouffe has the best Woba over the course of the last two years, and it's only a 340, which isn't very high. And the best ISO score, meaning the guy who has the most power against the lefty, um, has been Brian Dozier, who's only at a 210. So, you know, you got two guys that are hitting like in the middle of the order right now for them that don't even really have that great in numbers that are the guys you have to fear the most. So I think this Minnesota lineup is pretty weak here. And, you know, I think more could have been a sneaky play, but I think 7.2 is a little more than I wanted to spend. And then even on the other side, you know, Tampa Bay, Kyle Gibson's a guy you usually want to take left-handed bats against. There really are no left-handed bats on Tampa Bay. He's not a great pitcher, so right-handers do okay against him as well. But there's really nobody that kind of profiles as a guy that I would use in this game. So I'm pretty much staying away from it. If I do anything, it might be a share or two of Matt Moore in a tournament. Yeah, I feel the same way about Moore, especially because, you know, on a day like this, that dude actually could strike out double digits and... There aren't a ton of guys on the board who can. So for that reason, I think you're right that maybe it's worth it to take a a contrarian kind of upside play there. Um, Again, I think you're right. The price is a tad too high, but could be worth a shot. All right, Benny, let's uh, let's slide on to that 840 game. The uh, the uh, manic Rockies one day they're putting up 17. The next day they can't hit John Lamb. Benny, what do we do here? We've got uh, Alfredo Simon versus Eddie Butler. We got to assume they'll be able to hit Alfredo Simon, right? Because because you could hit Alfredo Simon. I mean, basically this year, everybody's hit Alfredo Simon, lefties, righties, you know, it really hasn't mattered. Everybody's hitting over 330 against them from, you know, either side of the plate. So, you know, the same usual suspects we always talk about. Blackman at the top of the order. You know, Arenado, Cargo in the middle of the order. Uh, you could add in a guy like Power, who's a left-handed bat for them. I guess DJ LeMayhew batting in the two-hole. You know, if you want to differentiate your stack of Rockies guys, you can go down to, you know, like a Mark Reynolds or maybe use... Uh, Let's see, Garneau played yesterday, so you probably get Walters catching for them today. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I think all the all the bats on, on Colorado are in play here again. Simon's a guy that we pick on even when he's, you know, we even pick on him when he's in a bad hitter's park like San Diego or New York, so we're obviously going to pick on him when he's in Coors Field. And then even on the other side of the game, Eddie Butler's not a very good pitcher either, so you want the left-handed bats against him. Uh, you know, Joey Votto heating up a little bit, 403 Woba, 234 ISO since the start of 2015. You know, you've been getting some home runs from Jay Bruce over the course of this series. Uh, Billy Hamilton had another big game yesterday, a couple hits. Whenever he gets on base, he steals, he scores runs. So, you know, that's another guy to look at. And then even even Cozart leading off and, you know, a guy like Adam Duvall who has some power hitting in like the five spot lately. 
you know, like I said, against it, it's in Coors Field. You got two badgers. I think you can stack up this game. I think you can use bats in this game. You know, any exposure you have to this game is a good thing. It's eleven and a half run total. Most of the time, when a total is over eleven, it winds up going over. I think it's something like sixty-five to seventy-five percent of the time. The guys that are bigger sports gamblers can tell you the way that works. So if we know there's going to be 13, 14 runs in this game, you want to have as much exposure to it as you can with the bats. Totally agree. I mean, both these guys, especially Simon. I mean, Simon is so bad at pitching. Uh, So I'm with you. Eddie Butler has not been good either. I'm with you. Start everyone in this game. Don't be shied away by yesterday's outcome. Think about the game before. All right, Benny, let's round out the day. 9-10 start in San Diego. As as uh, Talk about these two teams. We've got Wade Miley, the lefty, taking on Colin Ray, the righty. But more so, uh, each of these teams has been trading off, putting up crooked numbers. As two nights ago, we see the Mariners put up a 16 spot. And then this uh, inept Padres offense puts up 14 yesterday. Benny, which way are we going this day? Yeah, I actually like the Padres' bats here. Um, They hit left-handed pitching better than they hit right-handed pitching. Guys like Will Myers and Matt Kemp are really good against lefties. Uh, Yungarvis Solarte now back in the lineup. He's not bad against lefties either. You know, then they have all the other righties at the bottom of the order. Justin Upton, Alexi Ramirez, Derek Norris. You know, these are all guys that are probably on the downside of their career, but when they were at their peak, they were all guys who did better against left-handed pitching. So... I actually think this uh, this San Diego team is in a sneaky good spot here. Um, on the other side, not a huge fan of Colin Rea. Uh, right-handed bats actually have a higher average against them, but he's only pitched limited innings in the majors, so I'm not putting too much into that. I like the guys in the middle of the order. You know, Robinson Cano having a good year, uh, 372 Woba, 218 ISO for him. You know, Nelson Cruz, righty on righty, still 373 Woba and, uh, and a 224 ISO for him. And then uh, Daho Lee, who's... You know, the first baseman that they've kind of been inserting into the lineup a little more lately. You know, he's been absolutely crushing the ball. His ball is over 400. His ISO is over 300. Very limited sample size. I I don't even think he's got to 50 at-bats yet. But, you know, he's an interesting guy to throw in there. So if you wanted to stack up some of these Seattle guys against Rhea, you know, my only concern is this game only has a a 7.5 total. So do you really want to take a lot of bats in a game with a a 7.5 total when there's a game in Coors Field with an 11.5 total right next to it? So... You know, that's my only concern here. But I do think that this game does go over that seven and a half. I'm not really, you know, I think Wade Miley's a guy that a lot of people are going to be talking about that might have a bad game today. Yeah, like you said, I think this is a bad matchup for Miley. 350 Wobo allowed to right-handed hitters. He's much better against lefties. So uh, I completely agree. Matt Kemp, I like him a lot today as well. 375 Wobo, 370 ISO versus left-handed pitching, only at 3,100. So I think there is a value there. Uh, Benny, thank you very much, sir. You, uh, you are getting a, a much needed little break. So, uh, I will be, uh, co-hosting with someone else next week. We'll find out who that is. Everyone I'm sure will wait with bated breath until next Wednesday and Thursday to find out who that is. But Benny, enjoy your time off, brother. Yeah, I'll be, um, unfortunately or fortunately, I guess it depends how you look at it. I'll be in Las Vegas. So, you know, I, <laughs> I, I will most be getting people are going fortunate there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the fortunate part. The unfortunate part is I will be getting a break from dfs because i won't be able to enter any lineups once i get into nevada so that's the that's the drawback of it all but you know i'm sure there are some other things in las vegas i can find to entertain myself (laughs) so i think uh, i think i'll be okay yeah i think you'll be fine and look benny it's magnanimous of you because you're giving everyone out there a chance to win the money while you're gone instead of just hogging it all for yourself 
yeah, you know what? That's I mean, I try to do that. You know, a couple <laughs> nights ago, I I, I definitely uh, contributed to everybody else's winning. So you know, <laughs> every once in a while, it happens. Uh, the Benny, we appreciate it. That's my co-host, Benny Richardi. Will be back with me in two weeks. I will be back next week, and the Rotowire DFS podcast will be back every single day. So keep it locked here. Good luck, everyone. Today again has been the Rotowire DFS podcast for Thursday, June the second. Good luck. Go out and win some money. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.